Is it too early to wildcard? Asking for a friend. Hello again, everybody. My name is FPL Canuck, and you are listening to What the FPL. Uh, here I am again, second week in a row on a solo mission as Gaz, aka FPL Brit, my co host, my favorite Yorkshireman, uh, attends to other matters. So I'm going to give it another go. I hope last week, if you did tune in, um, you are here again and won't be put off by the fact that I'm on my own. And it's really just going to be 20 minutes uh, of FPL ramblings. The ramblings of a madman, really. Let's be honest. Uh, after the game week we just had, madman is probably the nicest thing I can call myself. Um, anyway, guys, you will be missed. I think everybody would agree the banter, the shits and giggles, uh, are going to take something away from this episode. But I'm hoping I can, now that I'm on my own, insert maybe some more intelligence and logic, reasoning, smarts, um, just reason and sense and common sense and humor. And Well, I'll stop there. But Gaz, you are missed. And uh, I am hoping that we are back at it together again next week. It's been way too long. Um Sorry, everyone. Let me stop rambling. Uh, a lot can change in a week in FPL. I think everybody would agree with that. So here I was a week ago, waxing poetic about my big score of 87 and telling you to hold firm if you have some Game Week 1 blankers. And yet, a week later, I feel like I'm in the nuclear dust, picking through the wreckage of a very underwhelming Game Week trying to make sense of it all, and wondering what the hell I'm supposed to do next. It's only game week two. I joked off the top about a wild card, but we're not really joking anymore, are we? Some of you, many of you, have probably already pushed the wild card button. I know some of you already have. You've shown me your wild card teams on Twitter, and I am jealous as fuck. Jealous. Because stubbornly, not only have I not pushed the wildcard button, I haven't even used my transfers yet. Two free transfers midweek already, price rises through the roof, and I'm still sitting on my butt. I don't know if that'll be the end of me or maybe something genius is brewing, but here we are, and uh, I need your help. We're going to bounce ideas off each other. Of course, you can't really uh, bounce ideas back to me right now. I'm just going to ramble and hopefully you're going to listen for 20 minutes. Uh, but we need each other. The FPL community, we all need each other. This is like a giant support group. And after the week we just had, I think it's going to be more important than ever for us to hug it out. I need that. I need your support. And I'm going to tell you why. So uh, 40 points. 40 points is where I landed, uh, one below the average, and more than half of what I had last week. Wow, it's, uh, I'm not even sure what it, where to start, but it was a real shit show for me and for many of us. Um, I dropped all the way to 755,000 original rank. Again, put into perspective, that's a little, a little bit worse than 10 per, top 10%. But in the FPL universe, uh, 
uh, it feels like I'm in free fall after two weeks. Now, having said that, to put things into perspective, because I, I think many of you are probably feeling the same way. So after two weeks, I'm averaging 63.5 points uh, across the two game weeks. Now, if I manage to hit that average across the entire season, I'd land on 2,413 total points by the end. Guess where that would have me finishing? I would have landed last year at 4,715 overall, and the year before at 4,683. Uh, thanks to Ian, our friend Ian, at FantasianPL. Uh, great account, by the way. Thank you for that info. So basically, top, two top K, two top 5K finishes in a row with that score. And yet here I am just absolutely beside myself because uh, I scored a 40 in week two. Anyway, what I wanted to do there was give you a glass half full perspective. You're welcome. Things are not that bad. We're going to get to that. I'm going to make you feel better about your low scores and hopefully offer some advice and perspective. That's what it's all about. So let's talk about game week, game week two briefly, really briefly, because it was a very shitty week for a lot of us, especially yours truly. As I said, 40 points. Um... I want to start with what went right, and it's going to be brief because not a lot went right. One French wing back uh, and an 11-point haul was the extent of it. So thank you, Lucas Dean. Uh, though for many of us, he's now showing that dreaded orange flag. Um, still waiting on an update on his knock, apparently undergoing a scan, which sounds scarier than it actually is. Uh, the coach had some positive, if not ambiguous, things to say. So if the FPL gods are shining for the weekend, Dean will be ready to face Villa. Uh, and if not, then a lot of us will have a bench player coming in finally. Uh, so let's talk briefly about Everton, the only team with back-to-back -back clean sheets this season. And um, I have a feeling that's not going to last much longer, but they were hawked hot at the end of last season it's continued into this season i think investing in at least one of their defenders or, or pickford at the back is a must i've even seen a few drafts with two uh from the everton back line with a kind run all the way to november really great fixtures almost to the holiday period i think that's a very viable strategy coleman in particular still 5.5 i believe very tempting even though Zinchenko and AWB are in that same price bracket, maybe you have one of them already. Surely you have one of them already. Um, if you have Dean, it's a bold move to bring in a second defender, Coleman or Pickford, if you have the cash. I've seen a few of you contemplating it. Um, there you go. Uh, if anyone has doubled up, I would love to know. Let me know on uh, FPL Twitter. Show me that team. So that's really about the extent of the good, although uh, it's going to be a pattern this season. Honorable mention to Raheem's nifty six-pointer. The man has four goals now in two games, and as I said last week, easily the favorite, I think, to top the FPL charts in, in May. Uh, is anyone out there still without Raz? I salute your bravery and your obvious disregard for logic, because the man is unstoppable 
facing Bournemouth next. I, I really feel that the trend will continue. Actually, very kind fixtures for City ahead. If you don't have Raheem, let me know why, because I'm not judge. I'm not judging you, but I would love to know the logic there. So anyway, I captain Salah because I'm a simple man, and I like easy decisions. It was Southampton. Poole have a great record against him, and that didn't work out. He actually looked kind of invisible the entire time. Uh, or didn't look like anything at all. And to make things worse, I think the man of the match was Mane. Starting his first game, uh, he looked great in the Super Cup. And he continued that fire, a goal and an assist. Uh, and of course, here we go again. The Mane versus Mo debate raging once again. Uh, last year, I, was, I would stubbornly dismiss any of you who said Mane could match Mo as an FBL option, but I'm finally starting to consider it. I'm not that stubborn. Uh, the argument in preseason was that Mane, too close in price now that he was up to 11.5, but as we're all seeing now, an extra million, nothing to scoff at. In fact, uh, we talked about briefly wild cards. We're going to get into wild cards in a little bit, but that extra million could go a long way. Uh, as the legendary Adam Hopcroft uh, on Twitter, absolutely essential if you're not following him, but as he pointed out today, in the last 10 Prem matches that the two of them have started together, that Mane and Mo have started together, Mane, nine goals, two assists. Salah, five goals, three assists. Uh, pretty eye-opening when you put it that way. Uh, don't at me here. I'm not arguing against Salah or to make a swap. What I'm saying is uh, when you put it into perspective and you see those kind of numbers and the one million uh, saved, it is an interesting thought, especially if you're on wildcard. Uh, let's put that debate aside for now and repeat this mantra. Always Captain Sterling. I think it's going to be something we should all repeat over and over for the rest of the season. Bournemouth away, as I said, next. He loves to score against the Cherries. Um, I don't see many other captain options that stand out for the weekend. Kane, obviously, the other one uh, facing Newcastle at home. But you can't go wrong keeping the armband on Sterling at any time. Uh, it's probably something I should have done. And it's something I'm going to have to learn because I'm stubborn. Uh, anyway, quickly, rest of my guys disappointed, especially the three boys who also blanked in game week one. How many of you had Fraser, uh, Perez, and Jota? Yota? I still don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry. It's me. It's not really a Canadian thing. It's just me. I'm bad with names. Uh, it was just over a week ago, though, uh, when many of us had optimism with these three. I, I know there were many Game Week 1 drafts, and now many of us are wondering if they're worth holding. I know some of you listening have already dropped them. Um, okay, so that was Game Week 2 in a nutshell. Thumbs down for me, probably for many of you. I saw some of you with scores in the 50s and even in the low 60s. If that's where you landed, bravo. That's a very big score for this game week. Probably has you inside the top 100K, if not better than that. So congratulations. Great place to be after two game weeks. Okay, so I want to look at some of the big question marks and uh, issues and thoughts for the coming game week. Things we're probably all asking ourselves 
This is definitely what's on my mind. And I think uh, the big question for Game Week 3, the discussion that's dominated FPL Twitter, and especially inside, bouncing around my head, stick or twist with your underperforming players. Or perhaps a bigger question uh, for that exact theme to wildcard or not. Wow. So where do we start? Uh, let's start with the big one, the wild card. I saw today, I think this was accurate. I hope it was, but it's eye-opening. Nearly 500,000 wild cards have already been played, which is almost 20% of the player base. Um, so obviously a lot of hand-wringing in the FPL community as most of our dreams came crashing down to earth this week. Uh, wild panic in the streets and uh, people pushing that button to get their ideal team. All these players that they missed out on in game week one or game week two. So, brand new team. Now, as I said earlier, I have a simple rule with FPL, with life actually, but especially in FPL, no judgment. So, uh, if you feel a wildcard is right for you, and some of you have been asking me, should I wildcard or not? I can't answer that for you, but all I can say is if you feel that there are too many fires to put out with transfers or hits, do it. Really, no one can tell you what a good or bad decision is. So if it feels right for you, it's the right move. I would say, though, that you should be swapping out a minimum of five players. Five is the magic number, I think, from your current team to really make it worthwhile. If you can fix your problems with three to four transfers, then I'd say a few hits would serve you better than pushing the big red button. So here's an exer exercise I highly recommend. Uh, pretend it's game week three. Pretend game week three is game week one and start from scratch. Only keep the players you absolutely still want on your team on your team and scrap everybody else. Hit the little X and try for a clean slate. Now Put your ideal team together. If there are more than five core players than, that you've swapped in, um, then the wild card may be right for you. And by that I mean if you've added more than five new players to your core, you might actually be on a wild card. You might want to pull that trigger. Now remember this. This uh, team that you're going to wild card in is your team until January. Uh, of course, transfers, you're going to bring in new players. But what I'm saying is the core here, the team that you're building, this is the team that you're likely going to be maneuvering with for several months. At least, I hope, that you're not going to be bringing in a whole new wildcard team and then changing everybody out after a few weeks. So unlike game week one, where we were building a team to last a few, week, a few weeks, you're now building a team for a few months. Are you happy? With your formation, can you easily swap players at various price points? Do you now have starting subs? This is key. And remember, you're now looking as far ahead as the festive fixture schedule in December. Uh, right around that time when teams are playing three games a week, two to three games a week, four games over two weeks, there will be benchings. We've seen it in the past. There will be injuries. Europa and Champions League this fall, right around the corner, already started for Europa. Do you have a team built to last? And and one almost important, more importantly, do you have a team that's flexible enough to adapt to the changing winds of FPL? 
If you answered yes to all of these questions or most of these questions, then maybe the wild card is right for you. Personally, I am very tempted, uh, but I have two free transfers. I'm leaning towards a mini wild card with three to four moves over the next two game weeks, saving the wild card for the international break or actually game week five, which is uh, a big fixture turn for many teams. So uh, for me, two weeks. Um, better than one, yes, we can we can learn a lot more than we did last week, but still feels like we're we're working with a small sample size for me personally. Um, anyway, let's talk briefly about team value. Uh, there's a bit of a debate on how important it is at this early stage, and what I would say is this: you don't need to chase value so much as stay on top of it. What I mean is know what your spending limit is. Your FPL team is a bank account, right? And it's a good way to think about it because you can only spend what you have. So as rise as your bank account rises and falls in, in value, so does your spending limit. And at this stage, as many of us start thinking about our first wild card, it's important to be aware of how much value you need to get the team you want. If you haven't already pushed the wild card button, go ahead like I said earlier, create your ideal team. Do it right now. If, you, if you're sitting in front of your phone, hopefully you're, you're driving and you won't do this. But maybe when you get home, clear that team. Create your wildcard team and you'll instantly know if you can afford it and how much breathing room you'll have. So let's say you get to your dream team with 0.3 to spare. So that leaves you, obviously, three price rises on any players you want before you get priced out of your dream team. I know it sounds a little messy, maybe I'm not doing the best job in explaining it, but all it takes is playing out your ideal team from time to time to see how your team value is doing. Some of you are also playing the TV game, the team value game, jumping on all the rockets that are flying up in price to increase your value so that you can spend more later. I, I, th I think this is brilliant. Uh, feels a little risky and probably too time-consuming for me, but it's a strategy that can pay huge dividends. Uh, if it's working for you, all the power to you, uh, I'd love to know about it. I haven't done that myself. So anyway, team value, it's important, but it's almost more important just to be aware of what kind of value you want, you need in your team to get the team you want. Okay, I've said enough there. I hope I haven't confused too many people. So who is likely in your sights this week if you are on a wild card or, like me, have a few transfers to burn? So we have to start with Pookie, right? I mean, the guy scores a goal at Anfield and everybody's eyebrows perk up. And we didn't see Newcastle coming. We should have assumed the championship's top score would make mincemeat out of that mess that is Newcastle United. Well, three goals, max bonus, 17. Is that something like that? Was his total score 17? Just unbelievable. Congratulations to anybody who had him before. Um, uh, really, uh, there was a, a great thread by a fantastic FPL account, Big Man Bakar, B-A-K-A-R, today, uh, and I'll be quoting him a little bit here, but he made a note that Timu leads all forwards in shots inside the box over these first two game weeks and is joint top for big chances. 
Rose, another point one tonight. Um, have you jumped on? I haven't yet because I'm stubborn. Or am I? Uh, I said foolishly last week. I actually told you game week six is when Norwich's fixtures turn, and that would be a good time to bring the man in. Well, by game week six, the guy's going to be seven and a half million, and um, some of us will be priced out. So he seems like he's fixture-proof. The new uh, Raul Jimenez. I so badly want to join Team Pookie or Timu, Team Timu Pookie. There's probably a better joke in there, but I, I wonder if it's the ultimate version of chasing points right now. Some tough fixtures ahead. I know, I know, I just said he's fixture-proof. Um, there's this part of my FPL brain. It might be the death of my season, but I feel that... Uh, anybody, even as red hot as him, uh, is not going to be coming back to score another one to two goals over the next week or two. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to be proven wrong, uh, as so many of you have jumped on. But I just wonder if we're going to see uh, a bit of a regression. I mean, there has to be, right? Right? I'm just trying to fool myself. Um, Mr. Martial, wearing number nine, really thriving in that new role under Ole. Looks to steal. He went up again, I think 7.7 .7 now. Um, again, I don't have him. I probably should have. Uh, United have some great fixtures ahead. Him and Rashford look like the new Fraser and Wilson this year. Uh, really, one of them is definitely essential. I'm asking myself why I don't own either. How about Lundstrom? Oh, my God. Last year we had AWB, the 4 million pound legend. Now we have in game week two, a 14 point haul from our 4 million pound man. 4.1 now actually. Second week in a row, he is uh, starting. Even though Sheffield fans were convinced he would be on the bench. Uh, I have Rico. But watching Lundstrom, he will be on my team soon. Um, wow, did he look good. How about Mount at Chelsea? Uh, their fixtures are turning, and Lampard has spoken very highly of the midfielder. 6 million, 6.1 now. Things are changing that quickly. In the middle of the pod, prices are going up. Um, for me, the Chelsea attack is still chaotic. I'm not 100% sure he's going to be starting week in, week out. Maybe Barkley gets a, a chance next weekend. But uh, he started both games, played full matches. If you've jumped on the mount train, if you've mounted the mount, the, the mount train, sounds naughty, um, good on you. Another one I'm watching. Now, a lot of discussion over KDB or Sterling and whether KDB can cover Sterling. But I think the answer after two game weeks is you need to have both. I mean, the Belgian looks incredible. It's like we have... De Bruyne back from two years ago. Horrible injury riddled season last year. It did not take him long to come right back into our mindset. Um, another stat from Abu Bakar. No player in the league has created as many chances as KDB. And of course, as I said earlier, City face Bournemouth, Brighton, Norwich, and Watford in the next four. I'm not sure you could ask for a better fixture run ahead wowzers um some mention of silva's effect when he plays does that push kdb deeper i don't think this is an issue right now i think this is that's the kind of thing you can get too deep into the weeds with uh if you don't have de bruyne why i'm asking myself that 
I think he's going to be one of my absolute transfers this week, by the way. Uh, okay, so hands up. Who still has double Liverpool defense? Uh, we all thought we were so clever at the beginning of the season. I asked last week if Allison's absence would radically hurt their clean sheet potential, and I am not sure we can lay all the blame on Adrian. I don't think that would be fair, but certainly you can say that doubling up in defense is um, on shaky ground. They've conceded five big chances over two games and an extra five shots per game over last year. Think about that stat. It's only two game weeks, yes, but they're already up five shots per game over last year. To me, that jumps out, especially when their first two opponents are Norwich and Southampton. Uh, as a fantasy football scout pointed out, their fullbacks are bombing forward and looking more exposed at the other end, particularly our friend Trent. Does Klopp bench him this weekend? I'm wondering that. They play Arsenal. Klopp may want a tighter a tighter back line. They might give Gomez the go there, and Trent might sit. Maybe not. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Does this push me to swap Trent out this weekend? to use him as one of my transfers to free up some funds. I don't know. I'm asking questions. I'm not sure I can answer that one right now. So another big question, what do we do about Bournemouth? I've seen many of you at, uh, shipping out the likes of King, Fraser, and Wilson, but you know they're going to troll us. Even with City next, I think someone like Fraser is going to punish sellers. Uh, Wilson, admittedly, has racked up two assists and has not looked uh, that bad but you know the big scores are around the corner you we know what Wilson Fraser can do um, might not happen against City but they have great fixtures afterwards any sellers regretting it I don't know I know that the lure of new shiny toys is too much it's probably gonna be uh, me who ships them out as well but you know if there's any team that punishes you for selling it's gonna be those guys um, one quick note I said last week, I thought James Madison looked the pick of the Leicester midfield. He once again proved that, uh, picking up an assist, I think. I may be wrong. I think I saw he picked up an assist. Admittedly, I was uh, in the middle of a long drive this weekend, back from holiday, so I may have missed that. I think he got on the board. Uh, Perez owners, what are we doing? Are we keeping faith with Sheffield up next? Ah, uh, for me, I think it's a hold. I think one more week, but that's kind of—that's the kind of thinking that in the past uh, has punished me. I, I speak a lot about player loyalty. Giving players three to four weeks, your core players deserve three to four weeks before you bail on them, and yet here I am, ready to ship out Wilson, Fraser, and Perez. Um, such a game of contradictions, FPL. It's crazy. It's been a crazy week. Uh, that's basically my ramble. Um, I think we talked a little bit about team value. I hope you take that to heart. If you have wild carded, a good on you. I hope it works out for you. If you have free transfers to burn, um, keep watch of those price rises. It's been mad the last few days. True story, quickly, tonight, I was in the middle of playing around uh, with the transfers, I actually got to a point where I clicked confirm on a minus four, three transfers, and as I did it, the page refreshed, 
and didn't go through with the transfers because I happened to do it right at the moment that the prices flipped. So one player I really wanted had gone up 0.1 and I've been priced, not priced out, but I just lost a little bit more in value on this player. So I don't know what the moral of that story is. Don't do what I do because I'm an idiot. Um, why don't we leave it there? So anyway, that's where things stand. As I said, many of us fingers are trembling over the wildcard button, wondering if minus eights are okay this early on. I can't answer any of that for you, but I can definitely say we're all one big support group. Like I said off the top, feel free to keep tweeting and engaging with myself and Gaz, FPL Canuck, that's me, FPL Brit, that's Gaz. Uh, we're going to pull through, right? Right? It's only game week two. I mean, there's eight and a half months left. I have no idea if I'm going to survive that. Um, thank you for listening. I hope that by this time next week, you're hearing me and Gaz together again. Uh, I miss the guy. Uh, I'm going to see him soon, I hope, or hear of him soon. We do record across an ocean. Thank you for listening. Uh, good luck. Game week three, may your arrows be green and may your score be higher than mine was this week. Oh, boy. Thanks, everybody. Talk soon. Ciao.